0: the jesse kelly show start of the next hour here on the jesse kelly show don't forget we have my friend boris rifkin coming up about a half hour from now in case you're not up to date on on the goings-ons i don't think that's i don't think that's actually proper english chris but that's what we're going with in case you're not up to date on the goings-ons he is one of these guys you know i'm a history freak right Well, he is one of these guys who's forgotten more about the history of the Soviet Union and communism and the Eastern Bloc than I'll ever know. He's just a wealth of knowledge. He knows more little stuff about it than ever. And so we had him on four or five Tuesdays ago. And he was so good. Had him start at the very beginning of when the Bolsheviks, the communists, took over the Soviet Union. And we cut him off at 10 minutes every time. He does one segment. But he's been walking us chronologically through all that. He already went through all Lenin. They just pretty basically wrapped up last week's Stalin, and all the all stuff Stalin did. He'll pick up again this week. So if you missed those or any other show, go download it at iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. And buckle up for Boris, who's on and no, oh, actually about twenty-five minutes. I mean, look, we could talk about history and communism, or I mean, if you'd like, we can we can sit around and focus on on the disaster that is. The current government and now second big reason for inflation is vladimir putin and gas prices
1: not a joke
0: okay so so we're in we're in deep trouble we're in deep trouble all right now there's something else i want to talk about along the vein in case you missed it i finished last hour and i was talking about the opportunities that are out there right now not just for young people i was focusing on young people but older people too There are so many business owners out there and managers out there who are hungry for people. They're dying for people. They can't get anyone to show up to work. They'll they'll have interviews scheduled to people. So someone will reach out to them and set up an interview most of the time. They tell me now most of the time they won't show up for the interview. They'll set an interview and not show up for it. The opportunity is out there now as things get crazier and inflation gets worse and all these other, look, everything bad we could point to right now. There are opportunities for you to leap, take huge leaps you wouldn't be able to make in normal times. Why? Well, because everyone else around you sucks. Now, on a macro level, that's obviously not good for the economy and it's not good for the country, but you personally, you want to grind it? Go grind it. And I told you I was going to tell you a little story. It's, it's just a side story. And when I get done with this, I, I, here's what I want tonight. 877-377-4373. If you or someone in your family has been negatively affected already in any way by inflation or gas prices, call me and tell me about it. Because The reason I want this is not so people can hear. Honestly, it's more for me. I want to know the angles I don't see. Like I talked to someone the other day, he's telling me about lumber prices. He's a home builder. And obviously I figured lumber was going up. I'd heard lumber was going up. I didn't realize how much it was going up and how it affected his bottom line. Those are the things I want to see. I want to see what I can't see. All right. And if, I, if you don't tell me, then I can't see it. 877-377-4373. What am I not seeing? I know it's bad. Everyone knows it's bad. Give me specifics. Then we, know what, then we know what else might come down the pike, all right? Before I get to that, one more thing on the, on the do a little bit more. So I was just talking about grinding and you'll get ahead and whatnot. A guy I know, he uses on occasion, he has all kinds of clients who come into town and he has to entertain them. No, nothing bad. He takes them out to football games, baseball games, that kind of stuff. Nice fancy dinner, whatever. And so because they're professional clients, he uses a professional driver sometimes. And we were just having a conversation on the phone about this driver. And he said, hey, you know what so-and-so did? I don't want to give out his name. He said, you know what so-and-so did? I said, what? Well, apparently this professional driver will occasionally drive my buddy's car to do some of the pickups. Like he has different cars he uses. My buddy has a real nice one. And sometimes they want to ride in his. So he'll use his buddy's car. He was on the way home to drive my buddy's car back to his house and drop it off. Right, the professional driver is in an empty car driving back to my buddy's house to drop it off. He turns on the windshield washer because he got some mud on his windshield. Does the little spray thing on there. Does not properly clean off all the water on his windshield. Now let me ask you something. You don't have to answer the question. Don't email me. Don't call me. But let me ask you something. In that situation, it's not your car. What do you do? Because I'll tell you what he did. You know what he did? He promptly pulled right into an auto parts store, bought the windshield wipers that he needed for, his bu- for my buddy, drove the car home to his house, and replaced the wipers in his driveway. And then, of course, invoiced him for the cost. He didn't just eat the cost, but made sure that was part of the invoice for it. Now, what did my buddy do in response to that? He makes a phone call to me that night you know what my driver did now who if i ever need a professional driver who do you think i'm going to call i'm sitting here right now talking to who knows how many americans and people around the world i just told all of you how much job security do you think that guy has with one stop putting windshield wipers on a car how much money did he make himself i'm telling you in a society in an economy full of losers the guy who takes the extra step is going to jump leaps and bounds ahead of his peers and going to be better off. There are opportunities out there, all right? all right? By the way, speaking of which, I want to bring something up real quick. I have a TV show every single night on The First TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time, The First TV. If you want to hear some more economics talk than we're probably going to do tonight. I'll do some of it tonight, but if you want to hear more of that, Carol Roth is coming on the TV show tonight, and you know, I've had her on the radio show a bunch. She's always dynamite. Always dynamite. All right, remember, 877-377-4373. What have you seen for yourself and or your family with gas prices and inflation? How has it affected you or your business or whatever? I want to know what I'm not seeing. I know it's bad. Everyone knows it's bad. Bad's just a word. Give me specifics. What am I not seeing? And remember, this is not like other radio shows. None of them. I most of the time don't even take calls, as you well know. And when I do, the hook comes fast. Nobody wants to hear small talk. It's not that I wouldn't small talk with you. Don't take this the wrong way. If we're out in public and you see me, Come up and talk to me and say hi. That's fine. But right now, everyone's sitting there listening. Maybe they're stuck in traffic. Maybe it's a a housewife making dinner for the kiddos. Uh, Maybe it's a dude working out. I don't know. But no one, not one of them, wants to. I hope Jesse and them have a polite exchange asking each other how they are and how much he loves the show. No. When I go to you, get to the point now. All right? All right. I'm going to get to those in just a second. to some emails first. Hey, Oracle, please explain this. Why are all major institutions so afraid of the radical left that they acquiesce and cower to them on demand? That didn't happen in the country I grew up in. What changed and what is the source of that power? All right. There are actually three different parts to this. Three different parts to this. I, um, first thing, we live in something called the nuclear news cycle. The nuclear news cycle. I actually was on Clay and Buck's show earlier, and I need to talk to you about that. Nuclear news cycle. What does that mean? Well, in this day and age, and all this is going to come back, right? In this day and age, when you get in trouble, if you do something stupid, it burns really, really hot. Now, what, what do I mean by that? This is the information age and the age of social media. So if, uh, let's make it about me because who, what Chris, everything should be about me. Let's make it about me. Let's say I get off work tonight, get done on the air and I just decide I'm, I'm done being responsible and a good person. And I just, I swear I'm a good person. Who am I kidding? But seriously, I'm done being responsible, I want to get in trouble and I pull in, uh, I pull in the liquor store and I grab myself a fifth of Jim Beam. And I just start taking swigs off it on the way home. Get myself good and liquored up. Uh-oh, pickup truck, not paying attention. I pull off the road. Wham, wrap my pickup truck around a tree. Cops pull up. Let's assume I'm not dead and hopefully didn't kill anyone else. Cops pull up. Cuffs on me. Arrested. Even though I totally pull the don't you know who I am thing, Chris. I've always wanted to do that. What? No, sorry, sorry. But now, okay, that's big trouble, right? That's, that's big trouble what would my next 24 hours be like? Think about that. I want you to to take just a minute, and I want you to think about Jesse Kelly, DUI. Me personally, put yourself in my shoes. What would my next 24 hours, the next 24 hours of my life be like? Think about that for a second, and then I'll explain what I mean when I get back, and there's two other parts of this. Why do corporations bow to the woke, to the communist mobs, Every single time. I'll tell you why in a second. But first, let's talk about you protecting yourself. Had somebody email in, again, hey, what what was the name of that non-lethal gun? That's the hero gun. And whether you're a gun guy like I am, or maybe you hate guns, or the person in your life you want this for, maybe they hate guns. Let me explain. It's a non-lethal gun. It shoots pepper balls 100 miles per hour, and they hurt when they hit, and that's the best part of it because after that, the pepper cloud is going to just destroy whoever it hits. But it's still a non-lethal gun. Anyone can use it. No one's going to die. It has a laser sight on it. You don't need a concealed carry permit. So that uh, daughter you're sending off to college who hates guns, she can use a hero gun and should. Your wife, your mother, your husband, your son, Go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE. Get a special discount. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. Don't try. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, 10 minutes away from Boris Rifkin, and I'm going to get to these calls. How is inflation, gas prices already affecting you and yours? 877-377-4373. I wanted to answer this question, though, because I get asked it a lot. Please, Guy wanted to know why all the major institutions are so afraid of the, of the radical left. So they bow to them all the time. The best example is Disney recently in the state of Florida. It's Disney, you're a kid place, and Disney instead comes out for grooming kids and pedophilia in schools. They did. That's what they came out for. Why? How would you bow? Listen, the nuclear news cycle is the first part of this. There's three parts. If I get a DUI on the way home tonight, what's my next 24 hours like? Living hell. Is it not? I mean, how many, how many different ways can people get a hold of me? All of them. Email. Okay, how many emails would I have? Oh, and how many email accounts? I have a personal email account. I have an iHeart email account now. How many emails in the different email accounts would I That's just email. Text messages. Who, Who am I getting text messages from? Every freaking buddy that has my number. Even the ones who wish me well. Hey, man, wishing you well. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, idiot. Hey, what would my text messages read like? I would show up to work. Everyone has the show email. I give it out every other minute. How many emails does the show get? You idiot. You loser. How many posts online does my mom see on Facebook? And I get a concerned. hey, I'm worried about you, son. It would be, you know, wishing the best, but... What I'm saying, oh, and that didn't even count. If I opened up social media accounts that day, how many people, my mug shot all over the place. You know I'd take, I'd probably look amazing in my mug shot. But my mug shot all over the place, 24 hours of living hell. But that's the bad part of the nuclear news cycle. Yeah, it burns really hot. Hotter than ever before because you can reach out and touch people now in ways you never could before. You know, if, if, if you got mad at Coca-Cola in even 1990, you don't really have any way to get a hold of Coca-Cola. Maybe you can dig up and find their address on the back of a bottle and maybe send a letter. You get mad at Coca-Cola now. How many people can you mob on them if you want to? A lot. So that's the bad part of the nuclear news cycle. The good part is about 24 hours max. Doesn't matter what you do. I could murder someone. About 24, 48 hours max, it's out of the news. There's always a new outrage. You don't even care about Russia, Ukraine anymore. I see the numbers. Out of the news immediately. So that's part of why corporations bow. They haven't adjusted to the nuclear news cycle. You know what Disney should have done in response to Florida's outstanding bill? You know what they should have done? Nothing. Just shut up for 24 hours. Just shut your mouth for 24 hours. But corporations, especially big ones, they still operate like it's 1980 or 1990. Ha ha! People are mad. Who cares? A bunch of losers are mad. Tell them to shut up and go away. All right, that's one. Second part of it is the companies themselves. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Is the companies themselves. They are are now run by CEOs, by boards of people who've spent decades in America's anti-American education system. The CEO of, and I'm just using them as an example, but CEO of Coke, I just brought them up, of Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Apple, whatever. Where do you go to school? Probably some fancy private school. If not, almost guaranteed he went to Stanford or Harvard. He's been taught for decades to despise his country to always side with the communists. The CEOs often side with the communists because they are the daggone communists half the time now. And the third part of it is, why do these companies bow? And this is our shame. It's, it's your fault. It's my fault. It's, I, I can't point fingers here. This is, this has been our, our failure and our shame. The left is the only one who gets involved. If I, If I was to tell you... A company out there right now, a great example is Nike. Nike is a gutter trash company. A company that regularly spends millions of dollars, millions of dollars trashing you and trashing your country. They're everything that's wrong with major corporate America today. I, the, the Colin Kaepernick stuff, the Black Lives Matter stuff, they've just been putrid. If I was to go through your drawers, trust me, I'm not going to. But if I was to go through your drawers, would I find any Nike gear in there? How many Nike socks, Nike shoes, Nike shorts, Nike shirts? And that's not me pointing fingers. Remember, I bet, I, look, I bet if you tore through my drawers, I have something I bought from Nike. Now, it's something I won't do again, but I'm just as guilty. So, again, I'm not pointing fingers here. The left, the left actually puts their money where their mouth is. The left is mad at you. You're Disney and the left's mad at you? The left will make you feel it. The right? The right does things like, I'm done with the NFL. Black Lives Matter stuff's disgusting. I'm done. Same guy two weeks later. Woo-hoo, did you see that pass from Brady over the middle? I love you, Tampa Bay. If we don't put our money where our mouth is, if we don't love freedom, my friend James Lindsay says this all the time, if we don't love freedom as much as they love communism, we're going to lose. And that's a fact. Now I asked, and the phone lines are full, gas prices, inflation, how are they already affecting you? Since, since Washington doesn't seem to understand, you know, it's just a temporary problem. You actually don't realize how good you have it. How are they affecting you? And remember, once again, this is a family show. Kids listen, don't cuss or I'll drop it. Brian in Kansas, go. Well, two things
1: real quick. My, uh, My job that I love is 50 miles away from my house. I had to get rid of my pickup truck because of gas prices. Now I've had to quit that job because Uh. it's just gone insane. Great cheeseburgers, by the way. (laughs)
0: All right, hey Brian. Hey, before you hang up, brother, uh, I don't no promises whatsoever do me a favor if you're still looking for work and email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com there's always a chance we know an employer in your area looking for someone who wants to work with like-minded individuals so email us please jesse at jessekellyshow.com all right now uh stay on the line i obviously we're going to get with boris rifkin next and do the communism history of communism and the soviet union and whatnot but when i get back I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to let you have your say. 877-377-4373. If gas prices and inflation are affecting you, I want to know. Tell me. All right? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and without further ado, allow me to welcome in my friend Boris Rifkin. He is obviously of Montefly Holdings. He's been making us smarter every single Tuesday at this exact time, walking us through communism, the Soviet Union. He did Lenin. We pretty much wrapped up Stalin last week. And Boris, let's begin there. Stalin dies. A lot of people don't know much after that. Did the Soviet Union just become a blooming flower of democracy? What happened in the wake of Stalin's death? Uh,
2: So there was, yet again, uh, in the tradition of how these regimes operate in a good Soviet fashion, a very violent power struggle uh, among his successors. Those who sent him off, basically, who were responsible, who plotted to uh, facilitate his departure, uh, so to speak, um, and the primary protagonist in the first few months right after he died was Lavrenti Beria, who was his notorious KGB chief, and also happened to be in charge of the hydrogen bomb program, so he was first put in charge by Stalin in the late 40s of the uh, atomic bomb program when the Soviets detonated their bomb in 1949, and then he was put in charge of the hydrogen bomb program and they detonated that in the, their device uh, in, uh, 19, in June of 1953, the year that Stalin died. So, <clears throat> so Beria comes in quickly without yet he, – he begins to consolidate as much power around himself as he can and begins to do a complete 180 from Stalin's policies. So he starts with a very bold – Uh, completely unexpected, de-Stalinization program, in essence. And it was a really radical set of proposals, uh, beginning with the reunification of Germany. You know, what actually ended up happening in 1989 when the Berlin Wall fell, Germany became reunified in 1990. Beria proposed already within a week or two of Stalin's death a project that would have seen Germany reunified already, and the Soviets effectively withdrawing from there, um, he begins to release uh, many thousands of people from the gulags, not yet political prisoners, but basically everyone else. Uh, he ends, quickly puts the kibosh on some of Stalin's last paranoid campaigns, the infamous doctor's plots, which was a very vicious anti-Semitic campaign, which would have resulted effectively in uh, the Soviet Jews suffering a similar fate to that of uh, German Jews and other European Jews under Hitler uh, had Stalin lived. So Beria quickly puts the kibosh on that, and a whole host of other uh, campaigns and cases and matters that Stalin in, in his last months had been focused on. Of course, all of the purges that Stalin had planned are put on, were put on ice, and if, that he, he basically moves very, very quickly in that direction. Boris, so if, really you don't,
0: if you don't mind, let me pause you here real quick, and I'm sorry to do that, but I, I realize, to my own negligence, we didn't spend any time previously on somebody who is, in my opinion, possibly the most evil man who ever lived, LaVrenti Beria, who you just brought up there. Could you possibly pause and do a little rewind and tell people what a gigantic piece of trash LaVrenti Beria was?
2: Sure. Um, And he was the third major kind of successor as head of the security services in the KGB. So he was the third terrible piece of crap of his predecessors. So you had Yagoda, who was Stalin's first mass murdering butcher executioner, who basically created the gulag system. And then you had Yezhov, who was even more uh, sociopathic and actually reveled at how much blood was left over on his uniform after he personally, uh, uh carried out executions at Lubyanka at the you know KGB head and, and then NKVD headquarters. And then you had Beria who took over after those two were purged by Stalin over years. Uh, and uh, yeah, he was a, a, a basically Stalin's right hand man, very willing. Um, Hatchet Man executioner carried out all of Stalin's repressions, personally responsible for organizing the mass murder of Polish army officers uh, in World War II after Poland was invaded in 1939, uh, when the Soviets took part of Poland and Nazi Germany took the other part of Poland. And uh, basically, this was an attempt to do, to some extent, what, you know, the propaganda right now is of what they want to do in Ukraine, you know, denazification. So that was essentially their policy of destroying the Polish officer corps, the cream of Polish high society. And he did exactly the same thing in the Baltic states and every territory in Eastern Europe that the Soviets got their hands on. Lavrenti Berry and his NKVD were there, deporting tens of thousands of people and massacring tens of thousands more, implementing collectivization, basically bringing Stalinism full throttle to all of those areas. And he carried out Mass resettlement, expulsions within the Soviet Union, whole populations, so Chechens and uh, and many other minority groups, national and, and, and national minorities within the Soviet Union were forcibly resettled. Uh, in some cases, thousands of miles uh, into the far east of the country. So he was right there with Stalin every step of the way, and like I said, eventually uh, was put in charge of the uh, nuclear weapons programs, but. In a very interesting turn of fate, he became the man that was that saw himself as leading the country out of Stalinism after Stalin's death. And to this day, it's a matter of contention as to whether he actually believed in that. And this was sort of his opportunity to, you know, set the set the country's course right in a way uh, after Stalin's uh, death, or if this was just a ploy to seize power and consolidate as much authority and popular support in his person as possible in the chaos uh, that uh, followed Stalin's death. So that's still a matter of debate, but that's your 101 history on Beria.
0: Okay, now back to what we were talking about before. Again, we're speaking with Boris Rifkin, Montefly Holdings, giving us making us smarter every week about communism in the Soviet Union. All right, Boris, the, now you brought up Beria after, after Stalin died, and he tries to consolidate power, how did that end up for him? What happened in the Soviet Union after he was gone?
2: Uh, very badly because he was moving way too quickly and he began to go overboard with the de-Stalinization. Some of that was later picked up by Khrushchev, and we'll get to that, I'm sure, in future segments. But uh, at the time, he was seen as being too powerful uh, simply because he as, as not only was he in charge of the nuclear weapons program, remember he was the head of the, K- the NKVD at the time, the successor agency to the NKVD. And now he was clearly very actively involved in picking cadres and and starting to nominate people for political positions. And the people who were nominally in charge of the Communist Party and were running it were really seen to be increasingly under various influence. So there was a, again, conspiracy among the former conspirators. Some of the, the people who were keen to get rid of Stalin joined together, led principally by Malenkov, and later, of course, most famously, Khrushchev, who would eventually win this power struggle, got together, had Beria arrested. They literally brought in, uh close with this, they brought in Marshal Zhukov, who was this very, very famous World War II, probably the most famous World War II Soviet military leader, sort of the Soviet Union's Eisenhower or Montgomery, you know, the, the, the most celebrated. He literally walked in to the office or the, pl- the, the plenary room where Beria was, it gathered together. Khrushchev gave a long speech, basically denouncing Beria for a whole variety of crimes. They came in, guns at the ready, uh, and just literally put him in handcuffs, uh, dragged him out, and he was, you know, very quickly um, uh, put through effectively a show trial and liquidated. And that was so probably, I guess, June, July of 1953. So literally, within just a few months of Stalin's departure, Beria was out of the picture. How about and, that?
0: Couldn't, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Boris Rifkin, we will pick up again from there next week. Thank you so much, my brother. Everyone loves this thing. It's awesome.
2: Thanks, Jesse. Till
0: next week. All right. 877-377-4373. If gas prices or inflation are negatively affecting you, your family, your business, call and tell us about it. I want to know. 8773774373. Now we talked earlier about uh, you heard me talk about the nuclear news cycle and these organizations, these businesses, and how lots of them, sadly now, they're run by communists, so that's why they do the things the communists demand of them. Know who never does that? My pillow? You never see that, do you? My pillow actually goes the opposite way. Instead of just saying staying silent, they actually go out and fight for the things you care about. The things I care about. Mike Lindell's been debanked. He doesn't stop. He keeps going. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, they're having the best best sale they've ever had on Giza Dream Sheets, which are just the best freaking sheets ever. They're 60% off right now. But honestly, don't even go because they're the best sheets ever. How about just saying thank you to Mike Lindell while also enjoying a great price on the best sheets ever? Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials and use the promo code JESSE and you get these for 60% off. Six zero. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE or call 800-845-0544. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show.
2: Searching for some, high in the sky, some,
0: some It is the Jesse, Jesse Kelly show and I swear it's actually hard to cut in on Bob Seger, especially in times like this through a little wild. Tell me what's better than Bob Seger, man. Gosh, Chris, the rest of the show, with the exception of various intros and stuff like that, every segment, let's go out to Bob Seger or come into Bob Seger. What? We could have a Seger time. I like Seger. Don't give me that look, Chris. All right, Gas prices, inflation. Tell me how they've affected you, your business, your family, how they've affected your life. Lee in Florida, go.
1: Hey, what's going on? I got two points. One, I'm a small business owner. Under Trump, I was paying $45 to fill up my truck three times a week. Now I fill up my truck three times a week, and each time it costs me $125. Oh. I got to pass that cost to my customers or I got to make cuts for my business. Point number two, the U.S. Postal Service is going with all new postal trucks, gasoline, between 125
0: Interesting. Todd in Washington, go. Todd wasn't ready. Salvador in Denver, go.
1: Hey Jesse, your friendly neighborhood Mexican. <laughs> hey, I'm an industrial electrician for the oil and gas here but on another note, uh, I do a side gig. Uh, I clean uh, exotic cars, mostly Corvette. I used to get jobs around Denver mostly uh, but in the last to 12 months, things have been a little cool. Turned down a bunch of jobs due to... I'm digging into my profit on gas due to high gas prices. Currently, I'm about 472 a gallon. Uh, my truck does take about 22 gallons every three days. That's, you know, make a math. that's under 100 bucks every three days or so. Um, now, I'm having... Instead of my pockets getting deeper, uh, they're getting smaller, just like my pants here you don't have to worry
0: about hanging up on me. I'm also rude, and I also went You need to call it, <laughs> My man. <laughs> John in San Diego, go.
1: Jesse, John in San Diego, former naval officer. I can tell you right now that on Election Day, November 2020, the price of gas at Miramar Marine Corps Air Station was 259 dollars a gallon. I filled it up the other day. Five fifteen nine oh. a gallon, exactly, almost exactly double.
0: Oh. It totally sucks. Oh, be good, my brother Semper Fi. Luke in Alabama, go.
1: I just can't believe what's happening. My parents are trying to look for gas for a gas station with gas under four dollars. So, us smart people will have to harvest our own gas. I've seen diesel over five dollars when it should not. When it should not even be over three dollars.
0: That's true. Leonardo in New Jersey, go. Jesse, slow
1: mo, ice cream eating Joe. Rampant inflation has solved the border crisis. The free-
0: Nancy in California, go.
3: My husband is self-employed. We, for the first time in 20 years, have had to not take a paycheck. We had to obviously pay our employees first. It's been very, very tough for us. We bought a house in 2020, a month before the pandemic, and demoed it. So we had to rent a house because the roof leaked. It, I could just go on and on. It's been really, really difficult. Our son, who got a golf scholarship, we had to, uh, we had to have him come home because the I think the cost of tuition went up and it superseded the scholarship. So he's home and he's working because he's a hard worker. We are hard working people. And um, he's going to finish school here. And uh, it's just been one of the most difficult situations ever since the pandemic. And now, with what's happening with the economy, and, and my husband's we're in our 50s, and um, it's not, he's afraid to start over to move to another state. Um, so it's just been really, really heartbreaking to to walk this um, with our family. But I know we're going to press on. I know that, you know, God will you, provide. It's
0: you just, hang in, in there, really Nancy. Difficult. Yes, he will. All right. God bless you. You hang in there. Hang in there. Johnny in Jersey. Go.
1: Yes, Jesse. Last year I planned a vacation with my daughter. She's been traveling with me since two years old we go she's been everywhere from maine for lobster tails to disney world to newport rhode island for the black pearl clam chowder to the dumonts for the bank i put in five dollars for gas thinking i was going to cover myself when gas was 219 now i'm looking at seven dollars by the time i get to california i'm not going to not take the trip Because I know they're going to try to put my daughter onto a bicycle rather than let her have the freedom of having her own car. But it's sad.
0: It is sad, my brother. 877-377-4373. Tell me how gas prices, inflation are hurting you. How are they crushing you? These things are crushing people because, look, they don't seem to care. Well, I'll take that back. They don't care. It's not that they don't seem to care. The powers that be don't care. Remember, Joe Biden walked into office in first day, boom, canceled Keystone Pipeline, canceled all drilling, all drilling on federal lands, all of it, gone. They openly campaigned. All of them did for years. Oil sucks. Oil's evil. Now, gas prices through the roof. They, they want to pretend that this is Putin's fault? And now, second big reason for inflation is Vladimir Putin and gas prices. Not a joke. No, real people are getting slaughtered out there. All right, now... Obviously, we're going to try to keep everyone abreast of how people can give back during this time. I, I, we, this is something we have to vet a lot, and we will vet a lot. But understand that this is, this is serious. We have to give back when we can give back. So, look, Tunnel to Towers is one of the ways we give back. 11 bucks a month is what they ask for. And it goes where you want it to go. They're paying off mortgages for Gold Star Widows. Think what it's like for them right now. They're, they're helping catastrophically injured veterans, buying them smart homes so they can have some semblance of normalcy. I've told you before, they're building an entire subdivision just for Gold Star Widows and their kids in Florida. That's how amazing these guys are. And your 11 bucks actually goes where you want it to go $11 a month. Go to T, the number two, T.org. All right. T2T.org 11 bucks a month 877-377-4373 I want to know how are gas prices, inflation already affecting you I want to know, what what am I not seeing what are the different ways it's hammering people out there, I know it's really really bad I know it is, All right, alright so that'll be next hour we have to talk about two other things as well coming next hour our useless GOP just did something else useless And a gross injustice has been done to America. That's what I'm going to hit on next.